All right, so this week, uh, this is actually a show you brought to my attention. It's One Step Beyond. Okay. So what is uh, your long, rich history with One Step Beyond? I knew nothing about One Step Beyond. I was, uh, a fellow gave me in some DVDs, and in it was One Step Beyond. This, it's, it's, I think there's eight shows on this DVD that I've gotten. It said it was a pre uh, predecessor to Twilight Zone. I said, hmm. I bet it's a piece of crap, <laughs> but it isn't. It's excellent. So I watched all eight shows, but I'd never heard of it before. Yeah, neither had I. So it's like, well, this seems like a good uh, scene as our whole and podcast. It's about 10 years before, just based on the on the settings and things and the scenery that are in, in the show, One Step Beyond, it looks like it's maybe in the 50s. Well, I did some research, in fact. So uh, the full title of this show, it was actually originally called Alcoa Presents One Step Beyond. Remember we did uh, Alcoa Theater or yeah. whatever? Mm -hmm. Apparently mm -hmm. Alcoa, some kind of car company or something, they um, sponsored a bunch of shows back in the day. But this one is by far the most famous. If you look up Alcoa, this is what comes up. And then later when they reran it and syndicated it, they took out the Alcoa part. But in the first run it was, but I was like, oh yeah, Alcoa, I've heard of them before. So this was an anthology series broadcast for three seasons on ABC from January 1959 to July 1961, created by Merwin Gerard and hosted by John Newland. And that John Newland guy who hosts them, he also directed every episode. And uh, this show is presented in a similar way to a factual documentary, though the content is closer in tone to urban legends. But here's, yeah, here's the uh, elephant in the room. Like The Twilight Zone, One Step Beyond is a hosted anthology series about otherworldly phenomena, but it actually debuted nine months before The Twilight Zone. So pretty much the same time, but... Oh, see, I would have thought years before, right. but around the same time frame, okay. But technically this one was first. And while The Twilight Zone was explicitly a fictional show, One Step Beyond purported only to tell stories based on human record. So yeah, it's like that idea of like, maybe to make it double creepy, a little bit like, yeah. maybe this is real. And maybe, yeah, so could this be real? Have you experienced something like this? Right. Yeah. And, uh, and then it says most of the episodes have fallen into the public domain. So I think that explains how you ended up with this DVD is because uh, that was a big thing in like the mid 2000s when DVDs were pretty well spread and everybody had one at that point that you'd just go to any little thrift store or gas station or whatever, and you could get, you know, obviously public domain stuff is much cheaper to manufacture because the people don't have to pay for the content. They just pay to make these DVDs and then sell them cheap at these places. So, you know, the famous, uh, the big famous public domain movie is Night of the Living Dead, and then everything else is mostly stuff you've never heard of, much like this. <laughs> but that's probably explains how, yeah, that DVD got made and, uh, and then came into your possession, and now we're watching it for our podcast about old shows. Because yeah, the thing I find is strange. I've never even heard anybody ever even talk about it. I understand why we wouldn't have had it in Canada because we only had we had CBC, and then later we had CTV, and we had no access to American television. But you know, over the years, you hear people talk about well done shows, good shows. Of course, though, you had never heard of the Defenders either. No, that's true. Yeah. Um, but, that, but that's your age. I understand that for your age that you wouldn't have heard of that. But I bet if I asked a lot of people my age if they had heard of the Defenders, they might not have. And in the case of this One Step Beyond, like uh, when I was looking up stuff online, 
it is pretty easy to find information about it and all the reviews of it are are really good and it is like a well-respected show but i think yeah maybe it's just the twilight zone just uh was so much more famous you know it just yeah. eclipsed it and in reruns over the years the twilight zone is on you, you can find i bet you can find the twilight zone on right now on some channel somewhere um, but one step beyond, I don't think so. I don't think so. Yeah, and I don't have the whole story for why it's in the public domain now. But it was an ABC show. It wasn't even like a Dumont Network show. So that is a little surprising. Like it is just a, a sign of neglect. Of <laughs> just they didn't up the copyrights and they didn't keep the rights fees going and whatever the fuck they got to do. Yeah, just just got forgotten. But uh, but yeah, all the stuff I read online, it uh, uh, compared very favorably to The Twilight Zone. But yeah, I feel like The Twilight Zone, not only The Twilight Zone itself, but it hit that pop cultural uh, critical mass where long before I watched The Twilight Zone, I'd seen parodies of The Twilight Zone all over the place. And I feel like that's when you really cross, like when you really bridge into future generations is when you get made fun of on The Simpsons. That's how I've probably heard. That's how I heard of Citizen Kane. That's how I heard of a million 70s movies. That's how I heard of Wham! Boom! Straight to the Moon. All this stuff is from The Simpsons or Futurama or something. They had a, a million Twilight Zone references, especially in but the... But you uh, never heard One Step Beyond, did you? Especially... That you can remember. No, not definitely not. Yeah, especially like in The Simpsons Halloween ones. They did Twilight Zone all the time. Yeah, so I think that's... Uh, that's just uh, just kind of the bad luck, maybe. <laughs> Sometimes it's the music that, that is catchy, and, and that's what people remember about it. So uh, I looked up a quick list of notable episodes of uh, One Step Beyond, and one of the notable episodes was the first one. So I'm like, all right, well, fuck it. Let's just watch the first one. That sounds, sounds like a okay. good plan. So for anyone watching along at home, season one, episode one of... Alcoa Presents One Step Beyond is called The Bride Possessed, aired January 20th, 1959. But then I thought, again, since this show is constantly compared to The Twilight Zone, hey, who are we to buck that trend, you know? Absolutely, we've got to watch a Twilight Zone. (laughs) So me and my uh, old roommate, Craig, we went through a bit of a Twilight Zone phase where we were watching a bunch of old Twilight Zones. And we watched all the the famous ones and the well-known ones. And they're all, I mean, they're great. You know, there are some bad episodes. Um. Ray Bradbury, I think, wrote this one called I Sing the Body Electric. One of the worst things I've ever seen. Like, any Twilight Zone that's not about a twist is terrible. There's a handful of those, but all the twist ones are are amazing. So there's all those ones and all the famous ones and all the classic ones. But we watched this one that always stuck in my mind. And I thought, why don't we watch that? Because it's not one people ever talk about. But it really, I really liked it. It's called Still Valley. It's season three, episode 11 from 1961, so a couple of years after the, uh, the One Step Beyond episode we're going to watch, and it's about the Civil War and weird shit that happens, but I'll just, oh, we'll yes. just watch I, it. I think I saw that one too. So, all right. One Step Beyond Season 1, Episode 1, and Twilight Zone Season 3, Episode 11. The amazing drama you're about to see is a matter of human record. You may believe it or not, but the real people this story. They believe it. They know. They took that one step beyond.
Charlie Ray. You said it like it's got to be said. The devil. <laughs> That's who you're in league with. The devil himself. If this cause is to be buried, let it be put in hallowed ground. On the following morning, Sergeant Perrine and the rest of these men were moved up north to a little town in Pennsylvania. An obscure little place where a battle was brewing. A town called Gettysburg. <laughs> and this one was fought without the help of the devil. Small historical note not to be found in any known books, but part of the records in the Twilight Zone. All right, so let's talk about uh, One Step Beyond first. So, uh, yeah, it's uh, surprising that that One Step Beyond is so seemingly forgotten because it's one of these things as we've been doing these podcasts and, uh, you know, we've watched a crap ton of old shows. And uh, like we were just saying last week about the Waltons, like most, most of the time, old shows aren't that good, just like new shows aren't that good. But, you know, there's that 5% that are really good. And it seems pretty clear to me that One Step Beyond is like one of the good shows. You know, right away it feels like it's, I mean, I, this is like maybe insulting of me, but I just kind of, I have different expectations for older stuff because it just, I assume it's going to be less sophisticated, you know? But then you see shows like One Step Beyond where it's like, yeah, somebody could have written that now, you know? And then, yeah, and then I got to remind myself, like all these famous sci-fi authors and all this stuff, you know, it's like, it's 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 really dumb of me to think that 50 years was a long time ago, like that people were somehow not as good at writing. <laughs> but but it's not, I guess it's because I do think for most of TV, it's not as sophisticated. But short stories are, if anything, better back then. <laughs> and most of shows like One Step Beyond or The Twilight Zone are based on short stories that were written at the time. So they're, they're way better than the average show of the era. Yeah, and, 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 that, and that show, for a half-hour show, One Step Beyond, was extremely well done. And it had a lot of set changes in it. They were in a hospital, they were in a bar where they were having the wedding reception, they were driving along the road, they were at a beach with the ocean coming at them. Uh, then they had another set of, of a house where presumably the girl who had presumably killed herself, that she had lived... And it was it was excellently well done. And the lead actress, because yeah, the basic idea is uh, it's this uh, kind of country bumpkin moved to California. She just got married, and uh, on the way to their honeymoon night, she basically gets possessed by the spirit of a lady who had recently jumped off some cliffs nearby. And then you you find out that it's the, she actually it was a murder and whatever yes, but just, and that this person had possessed her so that she could prove that she was murdered and it was not not a suicide and that's one of those like classic uh how to tell if someone's a good actor is that exact scenario like that lead actress was really good like those two characters really felt like different people they didn't seem like this like the same person putting on an accent you know so yeah yeah it was a good show everybody everybody in it was was a good actor like it, 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 that was well done. One of the best uh, old TV shows. Well, old, new, whatever. One and, of the uh, best I've ever seen. And not really all that outlandish, you know? I mean, like, just the the idea of getting possessed by the spirit of someone who's dead. I mean, I don't and you personally... Hear stories. You, there, there are, who knows, any number of stories that you've seen in movies or you've read about them and of, of, a, of a spirit possessing some body to right or wrong. Right. I mean, that's a, that's a very common theme in a lot of 
stories. And the whole premise here is that they want you to believe that. They want you to believe this story. And I think if you're someone who who kind of believes in a fourth dimension or something, I think you would believe it. You would say, yes, okay, so here's another one of those possession stories where somebody has to right a wrong. Whereas, yeah, like I don't personally believe in that stuff, but I always think of it like it's only because it's never happened to me. You know, it's one of those things like if that situation happened to me, well, now I guess I believe in it. Like you'd have no <laughs> no choice. Like I wouldn't be hard-headed about it either way just because it's never happened to me. But I feel like the same way with like angels and aliens and UFOs, any of that stuff. I don't believe in that stuff. But if it happened to me, then I would, <laughs> you well, know, so. I don't, I don't necessarily believe in it, but I don't not believe in it because it wasn't that many centuries ago that everybody believed the world was flat. Right. And yet it, it's not. Uh, we have three dimensions. Why couldn't we have a fourth dimension? Why couldn't there be a mirror dimension somewhere? Not that many years ago, people believed there absolutely could not be life anywhere else in the universe. Well, now I think most people believe that there certainly could be. Yeah, or even weird stuff like, you know, if I sent a text right now to like somebody I know in Germany or something, you know, like in the past, how would you even explain that? It's like magic, you know? Yeah, it's just circumstances change as we learn more stuff or whatever, you know? So yeah, who knows? But I actually kind of expected one step beyond I kind of presumed it would be more outlandish just based on what you were telling me last week about some of the episodes you saw that sounded like neat premises, but like you're saying, the one about the uh, the world where everything is just blazing hot, super hot all the well, time. Yeah, no, that's the Twilight Zone. Oh, that explains it that's then. That's the Twilight Zone one because, okay. as I say, I, ne- I had never seen One Step Beyond until I saw this just a couple of weeks ago, this DVD with the 8 on it. But it was like uh, that the whole world was, was super blazing hot, but then it at the end it's this lady who's in a coma and... And the entire world is actually freezing cold. <laughs> like yeah, and, she's... She, and they and they have the big dilemma: should they bring her out? Of, should they let her die, believing that the world is so blazing, blistering hot, or should they bring her out of the coma and bring her into this world that, in reality, is freezing? So yeah, so that's uh, that makes more sense. Because they're all going to die one way or the other. They're all going <laughs> to die. Right. So that makes more sense because yeah, it does seem like the Twilight Zone and uh, Outer Limits and stuff like that. They're kind of more outlandish. Where uh, yeah, one step beyond. It's actually, despite the fact that, you know, it's not based on actual true events. It does seem a lot more down to earth. <laughs> yeah. Of. And for example, he gave the little scenario of what next week's show. If we were watching this in 1959, next week's show was going to be about. And he's very vague about it. He just says uh, there are four or five people who a sense that something, some catastrophe is going to happen a month before, a couple of days before, a couple of hours before, and I told you I saw that one on the DVD. And it is, uh, it supposedly is, now whether it's true or not, taken out of records that people kept uh, for the San Francisco earthquake in 1906. And in this movie, in the, in the TV show, yeah, here's these four or five people who are saying to friends who are going to San Francisco, don't go there. Something's going to happen. I just, I don't know what it is, but I just have this terrible, terrible feeling. And and it has four or five different little scenarios of people who who tell a story, like uh, waking up in the night and having a sense that something's going to happen and uh, I can't go there. And then it finishes off with the, the, with the earthquake and the disasters. People were burned to death and the earth opening up and, you know, 
buildings crashing down on them, the whole bit. So, And again, that's what that story, I think, its success is. It brings to... It brings to the viewing audience all those stories that everybody, how many stories have you heard throughout the years where somebody tells you some weird story like that, where they had a forerunner, that something was going to happen, or before they pick up the phone, they know that maybe whoever's on the other end of the line line is going to tell them somebody has died or was in an accident, you know. Everybody, I mean, everybody in the world has always heard those weird stories. Well, that show plays on those stories. And that's why I think it's different. It's not, it's not like Twilight Zone, which is taking you into another dimension and says so. Actually says, there's another dimension out there. We're moving into it. We're going into the Twilight Zone. That uh, one step beyond kind of keeps you in this world and talks about those kind of weird things that nobody can explain. I wonder if, I mean, obviously... Uh most events that happen in life are just basically random you know like there's really no way to tell like what tv show for example is going to endure and which one won't it's only you know looking back after you can try to piece together reasons but it's probably just random that twilight zone was remembered and one step beyond wasn't but maybe it's like maybe the open more silly nature of twilight zone helped it be remembered like it is a lot easier to remember the big Twilight Zone twists, you know, because it's like some really, like there's one about this like uh, this crook who uh, wakes up in this beautiful hotel and everything's amazing and all the food is paid for and uh, he goes gambling and he wins every time and he's like, oh my God, this is the best. And then he realizes he's actually in hell because when you can't lose, nothing means anything. And it's like, dun, 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 (laughs) you know, Twilight Zone, where it does seem like one step beyond. You can't just sum it up like that. But the other reason why Twilight Zone is so well-known, and Outer Limits too, is because they keep playing on late-night television over and over and over again. But I, if One Step Beyond has been played over the years, has been played like that, I never saw it. Yeah, according to the Wiki article, like it, it has been pretty consistently played different places, and it's still available to this day on like Amazon and different stuff. But yeah, just... Uh, not not enough apparently not enough to because yeah i never saw it here in canada so anyway it was well done well yeah. done and the, and uh, of the other shows that i saw on the dvd the eight others they were all excellent every one of them so yeah speaking of uh again yeah because again twilight zone had reboots and it had a movie all these little pieces that helped keep it in the uh mass consciousness so apparently one step beyond did have one Reboot, I believe in the late 70s, if I remember right. It only, like, 24 more episodes, one year. A lot of them were remakes of the old show. Some of them were new. So the Twilight Zone, like I was saying, this episode, Still Valley, not one of the famous ones, but of all the ones, you know, we went through a good month where me and Craig just watched shit tons of Twilight Zones. And I think that one stood out to me, firstly, because I'd never heard of it, you know, so it's not one of these ones where I already knew the twist. And... It's this idea that it's like toward the end of the Civil War and uh, things are not going well for the Confederacy. And this guy finds this whole town where every yank in the town is frozen. And it's this creepy old man, seventh son of a seventh son, who's got this book of witchcraft. And, you know, he's just presumably been living down by the creek somewhere in the deep south. Him and his family and his pappy doing warlock shit. And, uh, And yeah, he's like, I got this devil book, man. You use this devil book? You could win the war with the power of Satan. And then they decide, like, hey, if we're going to lose, at least we can lose under yeah. the name of God and not under the name of Satan. Kind of an extra silly episode. 
But the reason that one always really stood out to me is it's like, man, I would love to make that movie. Maybe an American wouldn't make this movie because it's too disrespectful to their past, but I'm a Canadian. I don't give one fuck. So I would make a movie about the Civil War with that same setup, but they do it. They use the book and they summon dragons and demons and shit. <laughs> and imagine if you're the Norse and all you have is your muskets and you're about to win and suddenly the South comes over the fucking the Gettysburg coming over the hill and they got a dragon. Now what do you do? motherfuckers like that would be the best movie in the world so. yeah except the original story is trying to get across the message that no matter how bad the south was being defeated and they had no food and they had no weapons and they not a huge number of people being killed they there's a certain morality in the world and they they chose that morality as yeah. opposed to the devil. Methinks thou doth protest too much, slavers. I mean, it's the Confederacy. Fuck them. They're, 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 yeah, but a lot of the guys that were that were in battle were not slave keepers. They were just your little farmers who didn't have any, hardly probably had a pot to piss in. Right. Didn't have slaves, didn't have money. Those guys didn't go to war. Those great big wealthy guys in the mansions on the hill, they, they didn't go to war. They were just sending everybody else, just as is standard with most war. You send out the poor little plebs down there who, you know, and you don't care whether they live or die. You just keep getting more and more and more of them because, hey, it doesn't matter if you starve them. I, they kind of had to. Well, Can you sure. imagine well, if you made that and you had the South, they actually did take the book and win? Can you imagine the South would rise up just over a little TV show? They would rise up. Yeah, well, I'm, not, I'm definitely not saying the Twilight Zone should have done that. You know, the Twilight Zone did it appropriately. <laughs> yes. But if you were to make, make it now as sure. a movie, I mean, they barely stretched that out to 24 <laughs> minutes. You could never stretch that out to it's a whole a movie. It's wonder somebody hasn't done that. Well, they, right. you know what? They probably have. Not in that war. Not in that civil war. But they've probably taken some. There's probably a movie out there somewhere where somebody's done that. Well, the one that I think of off the top of my head is uh, cool. is Quentin Tarantino made a World War II movie called Inglorious Bastards. That's uh, it's yes. a really good movie, but it's really long. It's like two and a half hours. But uh, yeah, he deliberately rewrites history where at the end of the movie, instead of Hitler squirreling away in his bunker and killing himself they actually catch hitler in a movie theater and it basically like light the place on fire they've got him surrounded and they just machine gun him in the face and it's like fuck you hitler but but it's one of those things like like world war ii and the nazis are the easiest target in the world like you can do whatever you want to a nazi and nobody complains where i think you're right that if i made this movie where the south brought satan on their side people from the southern United States would be upset. But but I wouldn't do it like I was trying to... And the people in the north would, too, because they'd say, hell, we won that war. What the heck's going on? Right. If anybody's going to have dragons and the devil, it'll be us. We'll have them on our side. But if you... Yeah, but they wouldn't do that, though, because they're already... History remembers them as the righteous side. They're the side that wouldn't. See, that's the side, like, I can I can imagine a northerner saying, I'm not using the witchcraft book, but a desperate guy from the south who knows they're going to lose, I just think that's such a cool... So, like, that's what I would do if I was a Hollywood producer. I would just accept the fact, okay, there's going to be outrage, but Americans get outraged about fucking everything, so who cares? And just think of it just purely as an entertainment movie. How fucking cool... <laughs> Would that be the Civil War plus dragons? 
like I'm surprised that out of all the Twilight Zones that there were that you picked that one that you that you really liked that one. I mean, it's okay, but it doesn't do much for me. Well, there's a lot of better episodes, but again, yeah. it's like they're they're like overplayed. The famous episodes are so famous that you know they're bland. Where that one, that to me, that was like a hidden gem. No one has ever talked about that one that I've ever heard. I've never heard it referenced, ever. And I just think it's such a neat idea. Except I wouldn't go. Oh no, we can't summon the devil. I'd be like, fucking right, we're gonna summon the devil. We're gonna open rifts to the fucking hell, and we're gonna bring as many giant leathery winged demons shooting fireballs out of their fucking face as we can possibly get. And then, like, I would still have the North win, but I don't know how. Like, maybe they would open a portal to the future and bring, like, you know, laser guns or something. I don't know. How do you fight the devil? Like, make it so silly that nobody could take it seriously anymore as an actual... Because I wouldn't have anything to say about the Civil War. I don't even give a shit about the Civil War. You know, so I wouldn't try to pretend that I'm making some kind of political statement. I just want to see muskets plus demons. I think that's so cool. <laughs> so anyway, I just thought instead of, again, instead of watching a famous uh, Twilight Zone, since really the point this week was to watch One Step Beyond, I was like, let's just watch that weird Twilight Zone that I remember seeing. <laughs> but even at the time, yeah, like I remember we, I watched it with Craig and probably my other roommate, whoever was around. And I'm pretty sure I was way more into that episode than anyone else. To everyone else, it's just a, a lower tier Twilight Zone. But I, I just think that's such a, what a weird idea. Like, what a weird... And again, it's just based on a short story of the time. But in any event, there are two of those kind of beyond shows from the same time frame, and they're both very good, very well done, and a lot of action packed into one half hour. Yeah. And remember, they had commercials in there, too. So, um, But the commercials in those days wouldn't have been very long. So those are probably 25 minutes long and 20 to 25 minutes long, and they are jam-packed with action and good dialogue good acting you know and i was saying while we were watching them that i'm kind of surprised anthology shows like this aren't popular anymore but now that i think about it there is one it's just i haven't watched it yet but there's that show black mirror is super famous and it's I don't know that one. it's basically the modern version of it's one guy who writes every episode and it's it's like the new twilight zone but now that i think about it that show is actually extremely popular and famous but i it's it's almost like uh it's so popular that I, I've kind of been putting off watching it because it's probably great. But what if I don't like it? Yeah. Then I then I am stuck being the and guy who doesn't I'm like it. I'm two. But didn't The Outer Limits come out about the same time as these two? Yeah, I don't know because The Outer Limits I do know mostly for its remake. So I, yeah. I never saw the original. The originals, I don't know. That's, look into that and find out if it's from the same time frame. Because if it is, then that would be three. Yeah. From I, late 50s, early 60s. So I'll see what I can dig up and we'll do at least one more week of, uh, of these Twilight Zone type shows. Because they are also, like, good, you know? Like, I, I've never seen one of these shows, not every episode's good, but in general, you can't really go wrong with this formula of have a cool, weird idea yeah. and then don't dwell on it. Just do it for one week and move on. <laughs> yeah, and move on. And don't waste a whole lot of time explaining a lot of this stuff you just yeah as i say for a half hour shows they are packed <laughs> yeah, we've got to mention that too so both shows the main obvious similarity is having the host the narrator yeah, yeah show up and and i was saying like if the shows didn't come out so close together i would almost think that rod serling ripped off one step beyond except i'm sure he was already in production of twilight zone nine months is not that long in tv terms 
but it's extremely similar. But it's really funny in that Twilight Zone because most of the Twilight Zones are contemporary. But since that one was the Civil War, they got the Civil War guys talking about how bad things are going for the, the for their side of the war. And you're just getting into that mindset of 1864, <laughs> three, four, whatever, and all of a sudden it pans over to a bush. Yeah, and there's. <laughs> in his suit and his greased back hair and that really distinct way that he talks like for your uh for your perusal or whatever contemplate a story of 1860 (laughs) that was that was weird whereas though the other guy uh his though on the other hand when he finished he's like you know some believe in these tales of the paranormal and possession some do not then he stepped even closer to the camera and is like as for this particular case he just shrugs. Hmm? <laughs> so, they're both weird hosts in their own way. Definitely odd, uh, like not not conventionally, uh, you know, charismatic people, but memorable. <laughs> so, so all right. So yeah, next week we'll we'll do some more along these lines.